0: Today, we are chatting with Heather Robertson. She is a bridal stylist, independent, and brand educator from Glasgow, Scotland. We hear about her experience as a brand educator throughout the years and how her success path has varied from other industry professionals. Heather is dishing out her experience and giving an unfiltered insight into the benefits and challenges of working for major brands, as well as the transition period into being an independent stylist. A couple things we're going to touch on are what it's really like to work for major brands, adapting to a new virtual world amid the changes of the last couple years, and also what it's like to transition from being a brand educator to freelance educator. So if you've ever wondered about what life can look like beyond being behind the chair, this is the episode you are going to want to take notes on. Okay, let's go. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Here, we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Heather Robertson is an independent and brand educator and bridal stylist from Glasgow. Welcome to the show, Heather.
1: Hi, thanks very much for having me on, Jodie. Pleasure to be here.
0: I am so excited to hear about your journey because I know that a lot of a lot of people think when they move into education about going into either brand education or independent education. And for some people, it feels like a real Sophie's choice. So I think it's really cool that you have done both. And I would love to hear, first of all, I'd love to hear a bit more about how you got started in the beauty industry in general, because I think that's always really interesting.
1: Okay, oh, we're going back many years, so I'll keep it quick. I uh, probably like most of us. I started off as a Saturday junior, Saturday assistant whilst I was still at school. I done that for a number of years before I then got a apprenticeship and just progressed through the salon in Scotland. Is a choice of whether you go to college or whether you do in salon training, and I done in salon training route. Mm-hmm. And then so it's a very long story, very very short. Mm-hmm. And then. I was in a salon for like a number of years I was always involved with like the in-salon training and the place I trained in they had um, an international training school so I seen from a very young age that there was more to hairdressing life than purely behind a chair whereas a, a lot of my friends they they worked they were behind the chair and and that was it which is fantastic but not ever the route that I was wanting to go down and I for some bizarre reason I think was, we're talking about a, I'm not the best organised person. I think this is the reason. I I just never ever wanted to be a salon owner. I've got the highest respect for salon owners and I know what's involved. And I think that's why I just steer cleared of that. Yeah. But I moved on to I God, when I was 28, so God, we're going back 15 years still now. <laughs> um I got a part-time role as a Wella educator for their wholesale division. Yeah. So, anyone that bought out of like over in the UK, it was mostly like Salon Services and Sally's and Capital to allow them to have access to some complimentary weller training. They had a small UK team that helped put on training there. Mm-hmm. And then, after a few years of doing that, I then got my full time role as a well educator in Scotland. And I'd done that for about 10 years. I was a full time well educator. Wow. Before left to do what I'm doing now. Oh, that's such
0: a, that's so interesting. And I love that you mentioned the, you know, after seeing, it's cool that you got that, that insight that it's, there's so many different options in the hair industry Yeah. when you were so new into it, because that's something that I talk about a lot on the podcast is that the success path for hairstylists is no longer linear. When I first started, I thought, okay, you know, I'll do, I'll do hair for a bit. And then I'll build a clientele and then maybe I'll do a booth rent or a chair rental and then I'll open my salon. And that's what I thought, that's what I thought you had to do in order to be quote unquote, successful in the industry. Um, And so obviously, now I realize that there is so much more available. And that was almost one of the driving forces. So it's really cool that for me starting this podcast. So it's really cool that that was something that you were exposed to. Now, could you describe like, what was it like? Because there's probably a lot of my listeners who are thinking about getting into education. And so what was it like working as a full-time brand educator?
1: I'm trying to think of the best way to answer. It is phenomenal, like absolutely phenomenal. I was doing things that I would have paid to have done. Do you know what wow. I mean? So like working on like Wellish Trend Vision finals and working with guest artists and just just silly things like like did I say it? if you were a regular hairdresser you'd be like I wish I could do that one day yes. oh, that's the way I've seen it anyway like like passing up to Patrick Cameron while he puts hair up and yes. like hanging about backstage with him do you know what I mean? and watching your idols oh, I love um that. I I absolutely thoroughly loved every minute of it however you're married to the job that like mm-hmm. you you live well I was a field technician so I traveled I covered half of Scotland so I, I travelled all over all the time and to be honest that's a bit, of, it's still the bit I love just now but it, it takes its toll on you after a while as well and after 10 years I thought well it won't do anyone any harm if I go and do something a little bit different, neither my salons or myself but yeah it, it was absolutely phenomenal and there was great incentives like god the, the holidays I won were out of this world like I won like and I'm, I mean, honestly, five-star holidays, there's no way I could afford even now yep. to to <laughs> India and Africa and Malta and wow. else. get sent to Rome once to do a press thing and Eugene Solomon was there putting up hair and just sit with the editors of Vogue. I mean, you're just getting paid <sighs> to do that. And I'm like, this is mad. Yeah. It, that- it was it was brilliant and I'm so glad I done it. Yeah. And no I'm so kidding. glad I'd done it when I was younger because I don't think I could do it in my 40s. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like I, I actually did a couple years as before I had my son as a brand rep and like in salon sales. So I can definitely attest to that. It's so much fun to do all the like traveling and all that kind of stuff. But it does definitely take it out of you. So yeah, (laughs) so I can totally see that. So do you think that what are the things that because I would love to hear from, you know, now that you've moved into independent education? Is there anything that you took from working as a brand educator that you now apply to your independent education that you you think maybe you wouldn't have had you not had the experience in brand education first?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. It seems to be naturally there's there's been a rise of like lots of educators lately, Mm -hmm. and it's great. I totally commend everyone that's come through the ranks. I'm all for uplifting everyone. Totally. But but sometimes I'm like god how, how can they do that like I'm, they're maybe just more naturally skilled than what I was at that age but <laughs> the the things that we had an eight-week boot camp just mm-hmm. to enable us to do the job so just to do the full-time well job for eight weeks of our life on a Sunday night we got well I got the flight obviously down to London so yeah. Sunday night we went down to London and we were there for five days full on living sleeping eating and breathing when we weren't learning we were doing presentations for the next day learning about learning styles learn how to coach people so not just like the product knowledge not just telling people how to do something or just showing them how we done it but actually learning coaching skills we had we had times with acting coaches and things like that how to project our voice how to slow it how to make your voice more interesting how to do the dramatic pause, yeah, kind of thing. Do you know, things like the, all the little things that make the education side of it look natural. But it's right. all things you've learned around about it. We we had we had evil things done to us as well. They would set up a, a room. giving away secrets now. They would set up a room for us to do a presentation. They would say, right, tomorrow you're going to pretend you're presenting to I don't know college students or a new salon or an old salon that's thinking yeah. of leaving. And then they would like kind of almost like plant themselves in the room that they would ask awkward questions or just like stand up and walk away while we're halfway through (laughs) a presentation, like just to, to make you learn all these things to kind of, for one of better word, toughen you up to it all. Totally. I, I, I hand on heart, do not believe for one second I could do what I'm doing just now had I not had that experience. And I'm really, really grateful and thankful for that.
0: Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of really important skills that you learn to enable you to educate at the level that you do. So what was it that made you decide to kind of move from what you were doing as a full time educator? I know now you are doing independent education and also freelance education for brands. So what does Uh that look like now?
1: It's, It's great. I I made a mistake that everyone does when they go self-employed. I'm like, I'm gonna go self-employed and I can do what I want and I can have all these holidays and I'll come and go as I please. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, you are working more hours than you ever thought was humanly Way more, possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like when like when you're when you're not working, you're thinking about working, or you're Googling, or you're on Pinterest or Instagram <laughs> and making things up. Uh, I, I absolutely love it though. I, I do I do love what I do and as much as I am working lots all the time like I've got a f- I've got a few days off coming up next week and I'm like I don't know how I'm going to cope not working because I, I feel like I still work during lockdown as well which I know you were doing as well albeit yeah. not physically working but I felt like I was working on my brand I, I do love it it was a good transition it really was I've an awful one forgot the question now <laughs>
0: have you have you been doing still more even though you're doing independent and freelance are you still more in person education or is it more digital now like how did how did that shift happen when everything got
1: shut down so I had never done digital education before Mm -hmm. like I'd never done I think i'd done one facebook live interview with someone and and that's about as far as that went and i just decided to start doing the facebook live thing i generally did not know how big it was going to come become for me personally or become for the industry as well and then i'm a bit of a geek so <laughs> if, if i get if i get into something i'm like i'm right into it yeah so much like the kind of education side when it came to like doing the Facebook Lives, I wasn't just going live. It's like every morning when I was getting ready, I was putting on like a YouTube video on like top tips, how to go live. Then I was looking up like YouTubes and how to do lighting. I've still got some, you'll kill yourself at this. I've still got some Rode wireless mics that I've not used yet from about six months ago because I just can't be bothered trying to, they're probably really simple, but I just can't be bothered trying to learn how to use them anymore. It's moved on. I totally geeked out. I've bought new lighting for... It's, it's all done from my living room. So it's like my little living room turned into a studio once a week. So I, I learned all that, which was good. And then it was just a natural progression to then start because people naturally want more from you. Yes. And it, it's it's great, obviously, doing things dare I say for free because I, I did want to do things to inspire the industry plus it gave me something to do during lockdown it gave me a bit of a purpose in life right um which I don't know what i would have done otherwise I just twiddled my thumbs but then it got to a point where I was like well I'm I'm, I'm doing a hell of a lot for free and I'm like I like I, I want to do more but to enable it to be let, let's be honest to to enable it to be worth my while putting in all that extra time there's got to be some payback on it
0: yes a hundred percent
1: so that's where the digital education came about which god one of my good friends went and took me through like a zoom and I was like freaking out I'm like can't do this I don't want to do zoom I hate it (laughs) she's like you need to do it we're fine and now obviously Zooms just a normal thing but now it's it's kind of went full circle and then it went more back to face-to-face, which was great. I've still still not run any actual face-to-face courses. My first one's going to be in October, but I've been doing a lot of in-salon training just on a personal level with obviously right. the way the pandemic is. I per And this is only my opinion yeah. or my logic in life. I didn't feel confident bringing eight salons together in the one room yeah I kind of felt okay me going into one salon I'm like well if the worst thing happens it's only me in one salon it goes down yeah for sure, sure for sure. sure I just didn't want to be that person I had to make that phone call like and by the way there was actually someone in the room um, and it, it's no one's fault if that happens but it just didn't sit right with me and I thought life's stressful enough without doing that yeah kind of there's a certain level
0: of responsibility I think yeah. that everyone feels and especially from being a leader being the one to you know if you're hosting like yeah. more the, oh, I, I totally understand
1: yeah definitely so yes, yeah, so I've got I've, I've got I've got one. It's it's sold out straight away, which was great. So I'm going to put another wee day on further afield. So I've got one course coming up, and I've, I've booked it in a hotel purposely just to give me like more air and and give me all the things that come with a benefit of renting a hotel as well. And then I've started doing some zooms, and then Monday I'm actually I'm going down for some GHD training because I think things are going to start back up there, which is fantastic. Amazing. And I'm doing a lot of digital work for Wella just now.
0: Oh, that's awesome! So, okay, here's what here's a here's a fun question for you. Okay, <laughs> what is your favorite thing to teach? Because I know you do quite a few different things. So, what is your absolute yeah. favorite thing when you put on a class? What do you love the most to teach?
1: It's it's honestly got to be styling and bridal. Like I I love teaching color, and I, I've done that naturally mostly with Wuela. Right. But m- my love has always been uh, styling and hair up.
0: Oh, I love that. So has the has the bridal industry come back full force in the UK this year? Because I know it definitely has in Canada.
1: It has came back full force and bought, brought its aunties and grannies and sisters yes. and mothers and cousins. It is bonkers. Yes. It is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> great. It's great. But oh, my God, <laughs> I need a week off. <laughs>
0: do you do a lot of traveling for your freelance bridal work as well or do you mostly do it um in your home city no I
1: do a lot of traveling for that as well like I'm a sucker for a good audiobook so it's one of the things I really missed about lockdown I, I know I could listen to audiobooks in the house but it, it wasn't the same so I look forward to my trips and I'll, I'll get a good book and download it and learn something new or be inspired by something or someone yeah. Oh,
0: you and, know what is so yeah. funny is that was what I was actually saying to my husband, because I love working from home. And with uh, what I teach, it's a bit different. It's it's business and marketing education. It's mm-hmm. not so much something that needs to be done in person. So that is something that is great. But I I work from home almost exclusively now. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to my husband the other day, I miss I almost miss a commute some days because yeah. that's what you know, then you can go and I, I agree like listening to podcasts and audiobooks it's just not the same when you're at home
1: <laughs> it's, it's I kind of feel it's when I get my best ideas It's like you would listen to a book and it'll make you think about something and then you're like oh I could do that yes. oh my <laughs> god just hit home
0: what's the last audiobook that you listened to the
1: the last one that wasn't a story story was rich dad poor dad which oh, okay. I absolutely loved yeah that know. one's
0: Sitting on my bookshelf actually my husband just finished it and I was gonna start it <laughs>
1: it's honestly I, I put off I don't know why I just there was some bit of title I didn't like mm-hmm. and I just I just didn't want to read it but I've got a friend that's kind of similar to yourself and, and business mm-hmm. and she kept telling me to read it I was like well to be fair every time she tells me to read something it's really good and it's all benefits so I'll just yep. make myself listen to it but it's it's been really good
0: Oh, that's awesome. I definitely like business books and, you know, like personal development books on audiobook for sure. I find that there's something about the way you absorb them. It's just incredible. So what is next for you in the digital sphere then? Cause I know that's kind of where we cross paths was you were co-hosting a clubhouse room and Yeah. yeah. So what's next for you in that, in that arena? I know you said you were working on things with Wella.
1: Yeah so I've been doing some digital, digital education for a while. I've run some Zoom courses for them but on a personal note like I did run some digital zooms like both in colour and in styling and bridal I probably will put like another digital course on but just now I'm what I'm working on such so a bit earlier but I I have got what 18 months plus now of content I mean at one point I was going live three times a week so I was doing a life for colour on my page and a hair up for my page and then a hair up for Wella every single week during the the first lockdown so look there's hundreds and hundreds of hours of content on there that I've done nothing with Mm -hmm. and and people are asking me for like certain types of hair ups or asking me like what the color of one of the dollies was, and like I don't know, that was like December two thousand and whenever the hell that happened. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm I'm actually going to start. Ed- I've I've discovered I love editing. I love doing editing. I, I really enjoy yeah. it. I find it quite <laughs> therapeutic somehow. So I'm going to edit each of them down into little five minute how tos and, and yeah. voice over them, and actually put them in a library so it's a lot easier for people to access and actually use the information than. Oh, trawling remember. through like hours of content, trying to find how to put a grip in the right way or like, do a <laughs> certain cuddle. <laughs>
0: that's going to be so valuable
1: because that's the thing, right?
0: It's it's finding all the content, and yeah. uh, I love that. It's funny how there's all these little things. I'm like that with Canva. That's my like yeah. design stuff. It's my zen time. So if you mm-hmm. found that with video editing, like that is uh, that's something I'd hold on to for sure because
1: that's yeah. a very so I was thing. speaking. To- I was speaking to someone He's like, I can put you on, and I'm grateful of all information that comes on me, but he's like, I can put you in someone for editing. And I'm like, but that's a bit I like doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you I want to do understand. that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's incredible. So where can people find you if they want to come find out more about what you teach and I highly recommend anyone in the bridal sphere comes and checks out your page. So where can they find that?
1: Thank you. So I'm on Instagram at Mm heatherrobertson.hair and I've got a link tree on there to like my kind of Facebook group and my website. My Facebook group is bridal and styling with Heather Robertson hair. I was lacking imagination for names (laughs) that week. And my website is hrhair.co.uk
0: amazing well thank you so much for coming onto to the podcast and sharing your story and I could just listen to
1: you talk all day honestly it's been a pleasure I could, I could chat away to you all day yeah. myself actually
0: <laughs> thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the hairstylist rising podcast If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at hairstylistrising or at it's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.